Glory to God. Good, 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 good morning, y'all. <laughs> it's about that time. We're going to be starting the show in a few short minutes for you folks that are on my mob cam. What's up? This is Kathy Brox for LUTG Radio, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. And the show is going to start, and we are broadcasting on the FM dial on 102.4 FM, 102.4 FM in the DFW. Um, HC area, we're over here, we're over here in the DFW area, and we just saying, how y'all doing, 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 whenever somebody asks you how you doing, they don't want to hear your whole story, they just want to hear, I am great, just great, I'm great, hallelujah, and see, that's a confession of faith, even if you feeling like Let's say you lost your dog, you lost your wife, you, your car, you know, just ran out of gas. It's just everything is just not going right today for you. When they ask you, how's it going? Be like the woman whose baby had died and the people, her husband said, where you going? She says, I'm going to see the prophet. And he says, well, today is not, you know, such and such a day. And she said, and he said, well, what's wrong? She said, all is well. This was the worst day of her life. Her baby boy that was promised to her. Cause she had told the, the prophet, don't mess with me. Don't play with me. Don't tell me I'm going to have a son. I'm going to have a child and I don't get to raise the child. That's just like, Somebody offering you chocolate covered strawberries, but they done ate half of it and they got cigarette butts in the packet and go here. This is a gift for you. That's trash. That ain't a gift. That's trash. That's a broken promise. And so they would, the people along the route would be like, how's it going? And she would go, all is well. Hey, how's it going? How's the baby? All is well. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, no matter what was going on in her heart, she knew she held on to a promise and she was like, all is well. God, you said. God, you said with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. God, you said. God, you said. That's all she kept saying in her heart. That's what she kept in her mind. God, you said. And when she got to the man of God, she said, <laughs> you promised. And see, what this man said is as if God said it. Because he would only say what God tells him to say. He does not, he would not go outside. This prophet would not go outside of God. And so he's like, well, wait a minute. You mean? And so he went. And he's like, hold on. My word is good. This is God's word. God's word is good. And he went and he restored life to the child because God had made her a promise. God had told her that she would have a child. And so she said, well, I write then all is well. <laughs> if you are going through anything, I want you to say all is well. And then I want you to go to the father in the name of Jesus and say, you know, you promised with long life. Will you satisfy me? So whether it's your body that is having trouble 
your mind, whether it's your finances, whether it's your company, your your family member, your spouse, your children, whatever. God said, what long life will I satisfy you? Perfect peace. I'll make my home in you and you and me. Amen. Good morning, good morning, y'all. My name is Kathy Broxton. This is the LUTJ Radio Show on LUTJRadio.com. WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Woohoo! <laughs> Today we're going to pray. And we're going to put on the whole armor of God. Amen. And then we're just going to talk about some fidelity. I love fidelity. Oh, I love it. I like it, like it, like it. It's like my peanut butter chocolate ice cream. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For anybody that's ever had peanut butter chocolate ice cream, when you taste it, you'll be like, oh, oh, my goodness. I did not expect that. Oh, I, I, I just need another bite. Just, just a little, little, little spoonful, little spoonful. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Here's a prime example for you married people. Remember the first time, especially for you people that waited till marriage before you lock lips. Remember the first time you, you kissed your spouse? You gave him a little peck and then you go, he was like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> and like Jesse the planet's dad told him, we got to go, son. It's like, dad, but we got, you know, we got, uh, we, we got dinner here set for y'all. No, no, no. We got to go. <laughs> He always honored his spouse. He would, he he married them. They were good, and if they were good enough to be with, they were good enough to marry. And so he married them, and and he honored God. And so anyway, uh, that was after his first wife passed on. She went home to glory. I'm just telling y'all Jesse's testimony, but you really ought to hear his testimonies. They they are not only funny, but they they show the love. And care that his father took for his wife, for his first wife and his family. And then for the two women that he was with, I think it was two of them, uh, the two women that he married, and he ended up outliving all of them. And the two women that he was married to, and they just really blessed one another. And he, he really just covered them. He really, and I just thought that was so sweet. And so, uh, <laughs> anyway... We're moving on. I just like Jesse's, I like his, I like his testimonies. So, uh, I will plagiarize his testimonies. I apologize, but I'll let you know that he is. <laughs> I plagiarize Jesus all the time. And then I, I let the Holy Ghost lead me in the way to go so we can go further. But Jesus, no. 
And your testimony is my testimony. Yep. <laughs> You're listening to LUTGradio.com. WKKP Digital Broadcasting on 102.4 FM. On your FM dial. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. Amen. Glory to God. All right. So um, you can sponsor LUTG Radio at uh, any amount. Go to LUTGradio.com to do that. All right. And right now we're going to put on the whole armor of God. You know, I'm over on Luke 24:45. That's what we start every day. Uh, all right. Hold on a second. <laughs> Luke 24:45. All right. So, Luke 24:45, that's where we start. And it says, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, We're going over to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Amen, amen. I thought so. Amen, amen. All right, so <laughs> uh, I was looking at one of my pieces of, of equipment. So it was doing something that I was like, okay, I knew that was happening. But every time I try and fix it, <laughs> woo. Okay, here we go. If he is it's fixed now, though. Okay, so Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Amen, amen, amen. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. I'm on verse 14. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and... Take the, take the helmet of salvation 
and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Praying, hold on a second. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ. In sincerity, amen. Glory to God. Go me to the book of Numbers. I'm in the book of Numbers, chapter 6. Yeah, I got it. I'm in, I'm using the King James Version. It's free. Amen. It says, um, the Lord, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Um, Psalms 91. Amen. Woohoo. We got our blessing. Amen. All right. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He should cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread, thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life 
will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Don't let me forget that, Lord. Amen. Go meet Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. And all thy children, I'm on verse 13. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And great shall be the peace of thy children. Amen. And righteousness, strong. (laughs) And righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. Hallelujah. That is the whole armor of God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Amen. <laughs> God is so good. You're listening to LUTGRadio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. This is the LUTG Radio Show, and I am Kathy Brocks. Amen. The host. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 All right. So today we're talking about fidelity. And um, when I was working um, at the bank, we had to, um, I worked at a, a lot of different places. Anyway, we, and and I, I worked in different financial institutions, you know, like low level customer service, um, things like arranging contracts through collections to help people to get their bills paid off and stuff like that. And so it wasn't, it was, I guess in the, in the scheme of things, it's, it was considered low level, but we handled millions of dollars. Uh, cause it was thousands of clients and, um, always treated every client as if this is me speaking to them for the very first time. My boss, uh, and I guess they did this with everyone, uh, let us know that we had a responsibility to the customers and that our contact with them is like a, a license a license to do business. And so, um, and what that license really entailed was things that you get taught. Well, most people get taught that have a parent that knows, um, that you treat people the way you want to be treated. That was one of the things that the, uh, that my boss said to me, treat people the way you want to be treated. You gotta be, you gonna call them and you gonna collect them, 
but there ain't a reason why you can't have respect for them. And I don't want you to, and one of the things they said is, I don't want you to lie to them. You can collect money without lying. Don't lie to them. Don't lie at all. Not even a little. Because if you lie, then they have to, they can overturn the payment or overturn any agreement if you lie. Because whatever you say, because it was a recorded line. And so whatever we would say to them would be recorded and it's a legal document. So if you lie on a legal document, that's grounds for overturning whatever was done, whatever was agreed upon. And so we had a responsibility to the bank and we had a responsibility to the customers. And of course, a responsibility to yourself to keep yourself out of jail. Because if you lie, cheat, steal, or alter a legal document, you can lose your job and or go to jail and or pay a fine. A lot of people don't read the fine print on that, but you can. That's what happens. Because you have a responsibility to care to take care of the customers on behalf of the company that you're working for. Now, why am I bringing that up? Well, fiduciary responsibility says that I will not steal nor misuse nor mis- mishandle your stuff. That's a fiduciary responsibility. Um, a fidelity responsibility says I ain't going to cheat on you. Look. You and I have a relationship. We got a contract. I ain't going to go outside of this contract and try and, you know, smooch such and such and such and such your competition or whatever. Now, I'm just putting it in kind of like small talk layman's terms. But I say that to say is that we have a contract with God. And our contract with God is faith. Jesus made a contract with the Father. And says, hey, Jesus, I I want someone to volunteer to go and take the punishment for man. Man messed up. Well, he actually said this before we messed up. But he said, man is going to mess up. And I'm going to need somebody to go ahead and take the punishment. And Jesus like, I do it. I love him. I'll do it. Now, there was only two people to take the punishment. (laughs) There was the Holy Ghost and there was Jesus. And he basically like, which one of y'all going to do it? Well, the Holy Ghost was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a spirit. And Jesus like, well, I'm your son, so I'll do it. <laughs> I'm giving to you in layman's terms. All right. And so anyway, Jesus said, I'll do it. I'll volunteer. So when they, when they mess up, I'll go ahead. And I'll take off my glory and I'll go ahead and become man so I can show them how to walk it out, how to walk out life and how to do life without, you know, getting a life sentence of hell. <laughs> and so I say that to say is we have a Jesus has a contract with the father. Right. And his contract with the father extends to us because Jesus came and said, I'll pay the price for your sins. And when he said, I'll pay the price for the sins of man. And then he went and do it. He went in and did it. And he trained up his um, disciples on how to live a life that is holy unto the Lord. Because after he paid the price for the sins and man has been forgiven. Now man is required to walk out that salvation. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. What does that mean? Jesus 
confided in the father. Jesus made the father his home. So we're supposed to do what Jesus do. Pray the father in the name of Jesus. Don't act like we don't know. Pray the father in the name of Jesus. He told us so. Pray the father in the name of Jesus. You want something? Pray the father in the name of Jesus. You need something? Pray the father in the name of Jesus. He said all your wants are, all your needs are provided are provided for. All your needs are provided for. So what you should be asking him is for wants. You should be asking him for wants. I want this. I want that. He don't mind. Because you're dependent on him. And he'll tell you how to go get it. He's like, I already provided for that. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. (laughs) So, we pray to Father in the name of Jesus for the stuff that we want. And we have a relationship with him. And our relationship says that, okay, Lord, I believe that Jesus Christ is the risen Lord. I believe that Jesus Christ is the risen Lord. And I will serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll and through Jesus I'll serve the Father, Lord, Lord Jehovah God. And because of Jesus, I will follow the Holy Ghost, who will lead me in the way to go, and he'll get directions straight straight and directly from the Father. And he won't talk about himself. He'll only give us what the Father says. Accepting Jesus Christ into my life opens up my ear again that I may have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. That's the Lord God Almighty, which is why Jesus kept saying, Who told you that? <laughs> he wanted to know, are you listening to my father? And so he's, he tells him, believing in me, uh, I'm, he's like, I'm the face of my father. Believing in me, you believe in my father also. Believe in my father, you must believe in me. And so, Jesus, there it is. Jesus makes a contract with the Father. And that contract of love and fidelity and faithfulness, once Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave, that contract now extends to us through Jesus when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The mercy of God that the Lord bestowed upon Jesus also extends to the heathen, to the unsaved. The grace of God extends to the saved, the redeemed, when we make a mistake. (laughs) Sometimes when we don't. But sometimes you may need some help or whatever. And so that contract is extended to us. And in that contract, it says, and like it says in Mark twelve twenty nine through 31, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. And 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, why did I mention these two things? Because it's love and it's um, and it tells you that love is not terror. Love is reverence, it's honor, and it's respect. That's what it tells you. And that love, honor, and respect is what you are to give to the Father, to the Son, and to the disciples of Christ, to those that believe in Christ Jesus, and 
to the unsaved. Like, what? I'm supposed to love the unsaved? Let's say, for example, you saved in the name of Jesus, but your husband is not. Do you love your husband? Yes, you love your husband. Are you going to hate him because he is not saved? No, you're not. You're going to love him. And you're going to keep praying for him. <laughs> Kathy Planners, one of their testimonies is, Kathy Planners got saved first before Jesse, right? And so she would just stretch her little hand. When they would be sleeping at night, she would stretch her little hand over there and lay it on his head and start praying for him. <laughs> and he go, I ain't sleep. I'm awake. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And then she starts speaking in tongues. <laughs> she would not stop praying for him. And he was a super duper 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 heathen. I'm talking about, yeah, he was, he was hardcore, but get, check this out. This man that was hardcore, his father was saved and his mother was saved and his father demonstrated love by loving his wife. And so without even realizing it, Jesse, who was also told by his father to take care of his wife, when you get married, you take care of that woman. You take care of her. His father said the same thing. And so he he loved her the way he saw his father love his mother, right? He loved her and he was told to provide for her and that's what he did. She didn't have to work if she didn't want to. She did to help out. But he kept providing for her. He would never even stop. You know, you see what I'm saying? No matter when he was saved or unsaved, he kept providing for her. She didn't owe him anything. Not one thing. She didn't owe him anything. He never said, well, you got to go work. You got to go do this. Well, I'm providing, so you got to do this. No. It was always, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Now, did she help out? Yes, she did. But he never once told her, you got to pay me for taking care of you. He didn't treat her he didn't act like a pimp on her. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes in marriages, folks will act like a pimp and be like, well, I did this for you, so you got to do this for me. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That ain't the way God treats you. In Matthew chapter 20, uh, I think this is 25, it says, or when... Pardon me. Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? That's a question. I'm on the next one. That's uh, verse 39. Verse 40. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, in as ye in as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren yet have done it unto me and then verse 41 says then shall all oh sorry then shall he say also unto them on the left hand depart from me ye cursed 
unto everlasting. Everlasting fire prepared for the debt prepared for the devil and his angels. My apologies for reading that so slow, but what I'm trying to say is the way you treat people, whatever you do to the least in this world, it's the same as doing it to God. And when you do that, you will get the reward that belongs to the devil and the fallen angels, a lake of fire. How you, your, your, your covenant with God is important. Because how you respect and honor and love that covenant is how you respect, honor, and love people. And if you don't love Jesus, you ain't going to love yourself and you ain't going to love people. You ain't. The Lord rebuke thee, Satan. Get out of my house. The enemy likes to come and listen to my show. I kid you not. And so the... The way you treat other people is important. It's important because that's the, that's the same as treating God that way. Have you ever, as for example, has somebody ever come up to you and says, "I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. Do you have any extra? Do you have some water?" And they knock on your door and say, "Can I have some water?" Now, most people when they people folks knock on the door and they ask for water, you're like, "No." I don't know you, but you got bottles of water in the house. So what, this is what you can say. If you're concerned about them trying to get in your house or something, just say, look, and you ain't got to open the door. Just go to the window. Okay. You, and this is good if you had a camera, if you had a camera and you could just talk to them through the camera and you can say this. Okay. You hungry, right? Yeah. You thirsty. Okay. And evidently you need some money, right? Okay. All right. All right. So give them water. Give them food. And then send them to your church. Because there's, there's always a church in the area. Send them to the local church. Call the church up and tell them, look, I got somebody that's coming over. They need some help. They need a job. They need some money. And send them over to the church. Every church has some kind of a work program. A God will God will make a work, a work program that day. God will make God will find them employment. Don't be afraid to help people. You ain't got to let them in your house. Just give them the water. This is a good reason why having a bottle of water is such a good thing. It's such a good thing. Having like a, a little case of water. And to be honest with you. You can set the case of water at the door in like a little chest, a little storage chest, and just have like one of those little, little flip locks. And there ain't nobody going to bother. Don't nobody know what's... I mean, you can just decorate it. It can be like part of the little flower arrangements. Somebody come in, you know, just have the bottles of water right there. Put a little ice in it every now and then. Let it stay cold. Somebody come up and they need some water. Open that chest right there. There's some water right there. You <laughs> like, well, why don't you put a few sandwiches in that? Don't play with me because I do it. Don't play with me. <laughs> but that's a good idea. If you if you refreshing the food every day, what you can do is put some lunchables in there because lunchables you can you can pack it up with ice. But now you won't you won't have to um, 
Lunchables, they do expire. So I would probably maybe get like those little tuna bags, those little tuna keepsake bags. Those those are foil wrapped tuna bags. You can stick those in some ice and they're good to go. And you just open up the pack and you eat it straight out. It comes with a spoon and a fork, a spork. <laughs> Look, if you get people coming to your house off the knocking on the door, that could be God saying, okay, I want you to feed these people. And always have a plan. If you know, okay, God will let you know somebody about to come to the door. Have a plan already mapped out. Okay, this church is here. This church is a two blocks away. This church. Okay, look, y'all. Every now and then I may send somebody to you. God going to let you know. You see what I'm saying? Be ready to feed them. Now, right now, I ain't got no water at my house. All right? I don't even lie to you. Uh, this is, I don't even know who this is for. I see like an image or something, but I can't. I ain't going to tell you because I don't want to be giving away nobody's stuff or nobody's address. But I see something. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, I don't live in a place where you can do that. I don't. I live uh, in a gated community. So you can't really do that here. They will arrest you. They will not play with you. They'll just arrest you. Um, <laughs> but um, it's a Christian community and whatnot. But if you need water, the gas station offers free water. I just go in there and say, hey, I'm thirsty. And like, okay, well, the, the water fountain is right there. How do I know? I've, I've done it. I'm thirsty. Can I get some water? Yeah, the water fountain is right there. Just go get you some water. They don't care. <laughs> that might even offer you a job, too. They don't care. So anyway, uh, you want to treat people well when you encounter them. Maybe they don't look the greatest at that point. But sometimes that's just the way it is. Don't be afraid to be nice to people just because they don't have on like a, a little fancy suit or whatnot. Go me to the book of Titus chapter 2. And it says, um, Not performing, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. The way you treat people is like giving, if you treat people well, that's like giving a gift to God. Why? The reason why it's, it's like giving a gift to God, because he says, ah, oh, they have learned to love. You ever tried to give a gift to your mom or your dad? But if you just mistreated your brother, when you re, when they receive the gift from you, they're kind of sorrowful. They appreciate the gift, but they like, you just punched your brother. Why would you, why would you do that? And so instead of enjoying the gift, now they got to correct you. And even if your brother kicked you in the butt, you still got to explain why you did that. And now the ceremony of giving the gift is a little bit spoiled. And so, um, little kids do what they see. So you got to be a good demonstration. And so even if they say they learn to kick people in the butt from some child in school that learned it from somebody at their house or whatever, you got to tell your little brother and your little sister, that's not how we act here. We don't do that in this family. We don't hurt each other. You don't kick people in the butt. You could hurt them. 
don't do that. And explain to them, that really hurts, don't do that. You don't want me to do it to you, right? And of course they don't want you to do that to them. And some, But sometimes little kids have to show, they feel like they got to show you what it feel like. So they punch you so you'll know what it feel like because that's how they, that's what they know. <laughs> but if you can train them up in the way to go. And when you learn to do something right, Jesus is like, oh my goodness, you did it right. I'm so happy. Like, for example, I'm learning to not go and find anger. You're like, Kathy, you're over 50 and you're still learning that. I learned it, but some things got on my nerves really bad. And he had to remind me, hold on. <laughs> I thought we worked on this. And evidently, I went and uncovered anger again because it, my word, those words came back out. Because I was like, well, they acting like trash. And, you know, the word of God, God will tell you, well, just because trash is around you, that don't mean that you have to start identifying with it. You understand? <laughs> just because trash is around you, that don't mean you have to identify with that trash. Move on, move forward. And so when we, when we, the word of God in John 14, 23 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. When we pick up words that are not God's, it's like, it's like opening up a door to another God. It's like opening up a door to fear and to terror. And God's like, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And sometimes we use words that are not God's because we don't know what to do and how to handle that situation because the street way of handling a situation is to go ham. And then the other way of handling the situation is to call the popo. But when it's spiritual, you cannot go ham and you cannot call the popo. Because it's spiritual. It's intangible. The only tangible portion of it is you and the person that's sending the trash your way. So what do you do? You got to pray in the spirit and let the Holy Ghost move. Because the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost hear you, the Holy Ghost goes back to the Father and say, Father, you hear this? The Father goes, yeah, I hear it. And the Holy Ghost, okay, well, what you want me to tell him? Go tell him this, this, and this. I got this. I'm going to hold him accountable. <clears throat> the Holy Ghost comes back and says, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. I want you to go this way, this way, do this, this, and this. Hold your peace. And God says, I'm going to hold him accountable. Don't you even worry about it. Hold your peace. And Jesus is like, hmm, they, gonna, they did that to you? I don't like what they did. I'm in agreement with the Father. <laughs> and Jesus starts saying, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. You have done well. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. 
And the Father's in agreement with that. The Holy Ghost is in agreement with that. Keep God's word. Keep his word. Keep his word. I ain't gonna say I'm not saying that you that you may not slip, but try not to slip. How do you not slip on a wet floor? Mop the water up. The floor ain't wet if you mop it up. If you don't wear slippery shoes while it's raining outside, then you have a less chance of falling, right? So you just got to clean your stuff up. The way you do it is you put the word in your, you put the word before your eyes. You put the word in your ears, put the, put the Bible on audio and play that baby. Read the Bible every day. Speak the word. Talk to God about what you just read, about what you understand. Listen to Bible sermons. Keep Get yourself immersed in the word of God. Get yourself immersed in the word of God. And don't worry about what people have done. And, well, this one didn't treat me right. And they did X, Y. Oh, don't worry about it. God got it. Don't worry about it. You can tell them. But once you tell them, let it go. And just because God tells you about something, about somebody's life. that And they are redeemed. That don't mean you get to go bring up their past stuff. But understand this. He may tell you some stuff, but he won't bring up their past sins. And so don't go searching for people's past sin. A lot of times we have trouble with that. We want to know everything about everybody. So we start looking through this spirit. We start looking through this spiritual line and we want to know what demons they carry in. Whether the redeemed of Christ shouldn't be carrying any demons. But the demons that they see on you and the demons that you let stick around. Are the samples of what you were redeemed from. Don't let that stuff hang around. Because people begin to judge you for it. And as they judge you for it. They'll start calling you that thing. And they'll try and get you to call yourself that old thing. But 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. Therefore if any man be in Christ Jesus. He's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things have become new. We are not going to do this thing where you need some sort of a certificate. Well, a marriage license provides, um, it says that marriage is between a man and woman, and that's your license to procreate, to to have relations and to make babies. But some of y'all think that making laws against abortion is going to save people's lives. They need the word of God. You can write a million laws. If they don't have Jesus, it won't matter. They will do it themselves or they will find somebody that don't know nothing about medicine and will just start scraping and end up killing them. So now you've lost two lives. When you could have saved that one life. And every life that that woman would have brought into this world. They need Jesus. That's what they need. Not a bunch of laws they can't fulfill. Remember we couldn't even fill the Ten Commandments without Jesus. 
So if we can't fulfill the Ten Commandments without Jesus, that means we can't fulfill any abortion law without Jesus. Abortion, anti-abortion. We, we can't fulfill any law that is written on any book in any city or any country without Jesus. How many times have people gone to jail for the same thing over and over and over again? So much that they have first, second and third degree of issues for that same issue. They have different types of larceny, theft, different types of drunk and disorderly different levels is so much and people keep going back for the same thing but when they receive christ into their hearts all that is cut off when they receive the word of god receive forgiveness of their sins have you noticed they stop doing those things that got them in trouble The women need the word of God. They need Jesus. They need the freedom to find out about Jesus and to ask questions. They need the freedom to not be beat upside the head for wanting to know about Jesus. These men need Jesus because how dare you get all these women pregnant And leave them to their own devices. Filling them with a spirit of fear. Saying things like, you a hoe. How do I know that's my baby? You slept with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. But bruh, you was the last one in. And if you cared about her that much, you'd have told her, stop sleeping around with those dudes. I'm going to take care of you. I'll marry you. If you could just wait for me, I'll marry you. I got plans. This is what my plan is for us. But instead, you acted like every other unsaved, untrained person. I'm going to just hit it and quit it. I want me a beautiful wife. One is smart and kind and got a lot of money. Well, you don't know what she would have become. She has potential. But every time you call her something that she is not, you keep chipping away at that potential. She's good until she has sex with you and after she has sex with you, she a hoe. She beautiful, but the moment she you get your rocks off, she a hoe. Every time you have sex with a woman, you make a covenant. Stop making these covenants that you're not going to honor. The way you treat that woman, that poor treatment of that woman, is the same as mistreating God. Stop mistreating God. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to, (coughs) now is the time. Now is the time to give your heart to the Lord. Now is the time to say yes to Jesus. Now is the time to let God know, okay, Lord, I'm done playing. I want to get saved for real. I want to live a life that is holy unto you. I want to be blessed to be a blessing. 
I want to know how to treat people right. I want my forgiveness, Lord. I don't even want to think on my past sins no more. That's part of the gift of salvation. God doesn't remember your sins. And he asks you not to remember them either. Because he wiped them out. No sense in thinking on them every time the devil try and bring them up. John 3, 16, 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but want to, repeat this prayer confession. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to the Lord Jehovah God. Where, to where I once was before. And from this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah God in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth. That you rose from the dead. That I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in this earth. Glory to God. And the, and the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus. And share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. With the evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues. For the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. You just got saved. On LUTGradio.com, WKKP, Digital Broadcasting, 102.4 FM in the DFW uh, HC area. Um, Take authority over your life. That's what you do next. What do you do next? Take authority over your life. Rebuke any sickness or pain in your body and speak healing to your body. So I rebuke you pain, I speak healing to my body. Speak to your accounts. Speak to your money. Speak to your wallet. I mean, if it's empty anyway, telling it to receive ain't going to hurt you. Have some faith. Believe God. That God will fill it. Amen. God will open up opportunities for you to get a job. So go looking for employment. Believe God. Ask, tell, write down what kind of job you want. And then believe, say, God, this is the kind of job I want. And go searching for it. God will put you in the right place with the right job. He'll open up doors to opportunities. Some of them will say, I don't know why I'm giving you this job. 
I was really thinking about somebody else. But you got the qualifications. You got a few extra. But, you know, the other one, that was a so-and-so's cousin. <laughs> but <laughs> you got more experience. <laughs> Take the 10-week foundation course. <laughs> Read the Bible, uh, starting off with the book of John. Don't miss. And pray and ask God for a church that teaches uh, from the Holy Bible in spirit and in truth. Amen. Glory to God. And continue taking authority over your life. I just thank you so much for checking out the show. I thank you so much for uh, tuning in, listening in. I thank you for sharing the link, Um I thank you for checking out the show on anchor.fm. And um, just being a, a blessing to me. And uh, you can sponsor the show or sponsor me. You can sponsor me at any amount. Become one of my sponsors. Become a partner. And you can do that at any amount on uh, lutgradio.com. Just tick on, click on the give button. Um, all right. So uh, that that's basically helping me to get the gospel out. It, it doesn't buy shares in the company or anything like that. That just helps me. Um, you know, to get the gospel out, it'll it'll help with anything that the radio station needs, or anything I should say, anything that I need is what it'll it'll do. Cause um, so that's one of the reasons why I was working to pay for the radio station. So whatever it needed, I would just go and buy it. And so, uh, or whatever I needed, you know, to make sure everything kept going, I would do it. And sometimes, you know, I had to pay my own bills, but. Um, glory to God, I did pay off one bill and I'm so happy that I did that. <laughs> I'm so used to being debt free. So, um, I paid off one bill. I'm super duper happy and I believe in God for the rest. Amen. And, uh, I'll give you a testimony about it later on when I get it all done. I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, cause this took, this took about a year and a half. And it's not even that much, but uh, I'm staying in faith. Amen. It, it took longer than I thought it would take, but I'm staying in faith. And so one down, a few more to go. Amen. <laughs> to God be the glory. I just thank y'all so much for tuning in. Don't forget, share the link, become a sponsor at any amount. And when you pray for me, pray to God, make me rich. Pray for my, uh, just pray the Lord's Prayer. Amen. Glory to God. It's in the book of Matthew chapter 6. Uh, starting off at verse 9 through like 14, 15. And um, I just thank you for um, forgiving those that are around you. Forgiving those that have trespassed against you. Even if it's a small thing. Don't hold unforgiveness in your heart. Just forgive everybody. Just say, Lord Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus. I forgive every trespasser that has trespassed against me. Amen. And I receive the blessings that you have for me. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. All right, y'all. My name is Kathy Brox. This is the LUTG Radio Show. And um, we're getting out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. I should say I, me, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We'll check y'all out tomorrow. And um, I thank you so much for tuning in. Be blessed. Uh, Know that God loves you. And um, 
Walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Go in peace. Know that you are wearing, amen, the identity of Christ on you right now. Amen. You have the identity of Christ on you right now. And so go in the full peace of the Lord. You are blessed. Amen.